Dear God, thank you for this day that we all get to come and uh, fellowship together, God. And I pray that our ears will be open and our hearts will be open to the word that's about to be preached. And that um, we can use it to make a difference for you, God, and be the lights in our community. And um, I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. How are y'all doing? Ooh, this thing is on. You know, we we come into this room each week, and um, I know, uh, with, especially with a group of our size, even a group a third of our size, some of you have just had a bad week uh, where questions hit on just, man, what's the point, or, man, does anybody care? And uh, so I really want you just to know um, we can get like overwhelmed by the world and what it says to us and how it, it says, well, what, what's your worth? But God has cre- cre- created each of you, each of us with a purpose and a plan, uh, and it's good. God uh, pursues you. He sees worth in you. And uh, so when the world says you, you don't have worth, I want you to know that you have vast worth, much more than the world um, can even say that you have. So don't miss that. We are in the book of First Peter, and this is this is the last message in First Peter. We, we've we've actually had this is y'all aren't that sad about that. And I'm sorry if I I feel like I scared some of you when I said about the the clapping thing because like uh, like a third of you clapped, a third of you wanted to clap, a third probably shouldn't clap, and um and because. It was like sparse clapping, and then at the end, everybody was like, "Woo!" Like, like those that like, felt like they weren't good enough to clap finally got their chance. And I was like, "Gosh, I feel a little bad. I, I may have been a little harsh." My wife would say, "Yes, that definitely you're you're too harsh." So, um, First Peter was written by Peter. y'all are amazing. Y'all have gotten out almost every time, and he was one of the twelve disciples. disciples okay, uh, and he wrote to who yeah. believers who are what yeah. scattered. That means what? They're, 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 they're everywhere except where they really wanted to be. They were scattered, right? They were away from home. So he's, he's um, and are they um, uh, being blessed and lifted up all the time or are they persecuted and suffering? Okay, so he's, he's, he's writing to a group that is just in, in, in bad shape. Now, has anyone here seen any of the Star Wars movies? Any of the Star Wars movies? Hands up. Okay, hands down. Any, like, Star Wars fans in, in the room? We've got, we've got, oh gosh, the middle's sort of lacking. Very uh, cool person right there. Okay, we got a couple. Okay, hands down. Um, <clears throat> does anybody know how many of the live action Star Wars films there are out? Like, all together? Yeah, how many? There's what? There's 10. There's 10. Just let us you know. There's, there's 10. I just want to see if anybody... Like, all together, are we adding this up? Does this one count? There's 10. So, question. If you could be anybody in the Star Wars saga, anybody, who would you be? Wait, who? I heard Han. Han? So, General Grievous. Because I want to have a lot of arms and a lot of sabers. Okay, I'm with you. Yoda. Jar Jar, you are such a Jar 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 Binks, guys. I can, just even, 
even the way Scott walks, he sort of walks like this a lot. So, Lando. Okay, now also we're like, wait, wait. This was my camp, my, my camp team. I gotta go with my 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 camp team. Um, I want you to see this video clip, and it's 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 a it's a. If you're not a Star Wars fan, I'm sorry. Just just it's only less than a minute long. But if there's a hero in the Star Wars saga, this is who it would be. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. R2-D2 is the hero of the Star Wars saga. True or false? Because these films would be very short because everybody would be dead within the first three minutes of every film if R2 doesn't save the day. But how many times do we go, man, I want to be like R2-D2. That's the goal that I want to be, right? No, we, one, of you, like, one of you nerd, which I love nerds, would be like, yeah, that's what I want to be. Yeah, cool. Now, what does this have to do with our text tonight? It has everything to do with our text tonight. So... Miss Brinkley Watson is going to read for us tonight. So come on down, Brinkley. Let's see if we have a mic- microphone here. It's the green mic. I don't know which one it is. Come right over here and just get near this. That's all you got to do. Would y'all stand in honor of God's word? We're in First Peter chapter 5. We're at the very end of the book, verses 12 through 14. Okay. By Silvans, a faithful brother, as I regard him, I have written briefly to you, exhorting and declaring that this is the true grace of God. Stand firm in it. She who is at Babylon, who is likewise chosen, sends you greetings, and so does Mark, my son. Greet one another with a kiss of love. Peace to all of you who are in Christ. All right, thank you. Let's pray pray, pray together. Dear, dear God, we thank you so much for your word. God, just for it to be read, for it to be heard. But Lord, may we not just, just hear it, but may uh, it touch our hearts, may it change our lives. Uh, and uh, we, Lord, we just need you to move in this place tonight. Uh, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, everybody have a seat. Thank you, Brinkley. Well done. Well done. Um, okay. Now, if you paid att- 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 attention there, which I hope you did, you've got to look at that a little bit and go, okay, what are we about to get out of this message? Like, where in the world is he going to? But I want to remind you of something, because when we preach through the book, I wanted to preach through the entire book, because there's, there's worth in it all. Second Tim, Timothy uh, 3, 16 and 17, I think you've got a, do you have it on the screen? I want you to throw it. It says, all scripture, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Then verse 17 says that the man of God or a woman of God, this includes you, it's not just for men, may be complete, equipped for every good work. Okay, so so remember that when you come to the text, the word of God, when it's read to you, sometimes it's not going to make a lot of sense, but there's, it's always useful. There's always something that you can gain from this. Okay, so are, are you ready to figure this out? Because I need a lot of help. Okay, I must confess to you guys, I have been lying to you for the past four months. <laughs> who who wrote the book of First Peter? Wait, wait, so wait a second. Sorry, I've not really been lying to you. It's okay. Wait, wait this out. So who who wrote the book of First Peter? 
Peter didn't write the book. Read this first verse, verse 12. It says, By Silvanus, a faithful brother as I regard him, I have written briefly to you, exhorting and declaring that this is the true grace of God. What he's saying there is, I spoke it out, and this brother wrote it all down. So he, uh, Sylvanus was described. So, uh, so when you're asked who wrote the book, you say, well, Peter spoke it. God inspired him. Peter spoke it. Sylvanus, he wrote it down. But he didn't only do that. He, he wrote down and then he helped disperse it to where it went. Okay, so don't miss that part. Now, who is this guy? Sylvanus. Let me read that verse 12. By Sylvanus, a faithful brother, as I regard him, I've written briefly to you, exhorting and declaring that this is the true grace of God. Stand firm in it. Who is Sylvanus? Well, Sylvanus is a, is a, is a, a Latin name. Okay, Latin name. Good? Yeah? With me? In he, Hebrew, that name is Saul. Okay. Wait a second. Hang with me now. No, it's, not, it's probably not King Saul. King Saul has been dead for a very long time. So I don't think King Saul was there from the Old Testament. The New Testament, there's a guy named Saul, right? Whose name changed to Paul. Okay. So it's not Paul, formerly Saul. But if we look at that same name in the Greek, that name is Silas. Hmm. Do we know a Silas? I wish I had a... a uh, uh, we're like, oh, like rest in peace, though. He's just like an hour or a few hours away. He, 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 he moved. But this is Sil- Sil- Silas. Have you ever heard of a guy named S- Silas in the Word of God? Yeah. In what book? Does anybody remember? The book of what? Acts. It's in a couple, but Acts is the main one. Acts is where we see it. And this is someone who did. So, so, so point one in our text is we meet a lesser known hero. Now, I'm going to explain why he is a, a, a hero, but this is how commentators describe Silas. He glides about in the dim background of the book of Acts, and he's never mentioned except in the company of someone else. So his name doesn't stand by itself. They might talk about Paul doing this or Peter doing this or Barnabas, but it's always Peter and Silas or or Paul and Silas. He, he, he never gets to stand on his own. But this is, this is what it says. It, yet he is by no means an expressionless personality. He is gifted by nature, highly val- valued, ready to speak, toil, treble, and if need be, suffer for Christ. This is sort of, he's, he's the d- dependable guy. He's the guy when, hey, we need someone to do this job. Hey, Paul, don't go alone. Take Silas with you. Now, why is this text important for us today? A lot of times, I don't know about you, but we read these texts, uh, and you, you, you read about the life of Paul or life of Peter and all these guys, and they're such big names, and you're like, wait, I'm never going to be like a Paul or a Peter. But what we learn in this text, that Paul and Peter couldn't be who God called them to be without a Silas in their life. I think everybody in this room can be a Silas. Silas in the world that they live in, making an impact for Christ, not just like a little impact, huge impact, huge impact. Understand this. Something was up with Peter, so he needed Silas to write for him. So he wrote the book of First Peter. He didn't write it, but Silas then takes it and takes the book, the letter, and 
gives it to the churches in the different cities. Because of this, it becomes scripture, becomes a text for the churches. It gets to be in the word of God. And 2,000 years later, we open the book and have the book of First Peter. Why? Because Silas was willing to write and to travel with it. That's being used by God in a pretty cool way, right? Do you all get this or no? Yeah, 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 it's okay. God can use you in such a powerful way, and we miss it so many times. He's a wingman. Silas is a wingman. Every, every strong guy needs a wingman, right? Yeah, no, yeah. He's a sidekick, but in a good way, not like the one you want to kick. The sidekick that's good, that helps. But he's as e- e- equally important to the gospel being shared as Paul or Peter. Just as important. Um, and just interesting, we, we preached through the book of Philippians probably a year ago or so. Well, well Paul and Silas were in Philippi when, when they talked to Lydia and led her to the Lord. She was the the rich woman uh, who had the purple cloth and let her to the Lord. And then the demon-possessed girl was like, these men are the son of God. And they were being, being really weird. And they, 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 they exercised the demon out of her, made the whole crowd mad because now she couldn't make a mon- money. And then the jailer, they got put in jail. The, the, the doors come open. They, they could have left. They stayed. The jailer is about to kill himself. He doesn't. Because why? Because these men are singing hymns and they're staying right there. And they said, don't, don't hurt yourself. And they go to this man's household and they all be, be become believers in Christ. And that begins the church of Philippi. Silas had everything as much as Paul had to do with that. That's pretty cool to me. But even in the midst of this, he's, he's the guy that is willing to stop. He's done great things for God, amazing things. And he's going to be the guy that's going to write a letter for a friend and, t- and, and take it around the world. He's going to be that guy as well. We are called to serve in so many ways. The, the, the students that help in the back are just as important as the one that speaks on the stage in getting the gospel. Those that greet and name tags and say, hey, I'm glad you're here. Just as, it's, it's all a part of the body. Do we understand that? Don't lose um, how important you are to this, this story. Look in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, did I throw those on there? I did. And I'm going to jump through a couple of these, these verses because it's a big passage. If, and I encourage you, when you want to understand the body of Christ and what it's supposed to, to look like, look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 27. We won't read it all. But this is what it says. There is one body, but it has many parts. But all its many parts make up one body. It is the same with Christ. We are all baptized by one Holy Spirit. And so we are formed into one body. Didn't matter whether we were Jews or Gentiles, slaves or free people, we were all given the same spirit to drink. So the, the body is not made up of just one parts, but it has many parts. Okay, so it's, there's many parts of this body. The body doesn't look all like. If we were all like a foot, we would be a bunch of foots and we wouldn't get a whole lot done because we wouldn't think, we wouldn't see, we wouldn't hear, we wouldn't, we wouldn't speak. We didn't, so we're all different, which is a good thing. It's God's plan. Equally important. Verse 21. The eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, it is just the opposite. The parts of the body that seem to be weaker are the ones we can't do without. Don't miss in this text. Peter couldn't do without Silas, the faithful brother. Don't miss that. It says the parts uh, that are less important, then it says we treat with special honor. Look at verse 26. 
It says this, if one suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part shares in its joy. You are the body of Christ. Each one of you is a part of it. If you have faith in Jesus Christ, you've placed your faith and trust in him, you are part of the body of Christ. I don't know what you are. You could be a thumb. Have you ever tried to do stuff without your thumb? Yeah, try to, try to write a letter that looks like you're not two. You might can do that. But so, so, so who knows what part. And so then, so he, he, he's thankful for this faithful brother. So don't miss Silas in his role. Let, let's give him sort of the honor that he deserves. And man, who, who do I want to be like? Man, let me be like Silas. Because whatever God called him to do, he did. Whether it was great things, whether it was lowly things, whether it was background, no one would know. This is who he was. This is who we're called to be. You want to make an impact for the gospel, the kingdom, serve. Wherever, whenever, all the time. Good? Yes? I was about to say kabish, and I think that means something like, yeah. Um, and then he reminds him again, and this, he's preached this through the whole text at the end of that uh, verse 12. But grace, uh, the grace I've been talking about, stand firm in it. Hey, stand firm in it. That grace, stand firm. What do he do? Stand firm. Well, what if I'm tired? Stand firm. What if nobody else cares but me? Stand firm. What if it's so dark, I don't know if I can take another breath? Stand firm. Do you get the point he's saying there? Uh, It's very subtle, stand firm. And then it says this. So the the, the first point here was uh, a lesser known hero, Silas. Uh, And the second here is a secret coded message. Hmm. What's that about? Look here at the, the end of the text. It says, She who is at Bab- Babylon, who is likewise chosen, sends you greetings, and so does Mark, my son. Who knows what, what Bab- Babylon was? Any? Jim? I'm not going to say. Yes, sir. The nation that captured Israel or Judah. That's right. That's right. And they were an evil empire that did this and there was a city called babylon and if you've ever watched um veggie tales and the giant bunny whatever that was right i go, oh wait i remember that right right the bunny the bunny oh i like the word so 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 that that's based in that's that's all fake though people don't like that's the word of god man all of it true i believe every part of it i think they 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 filmed it back then that's why they look like vegetables you know so um but but that's where where that story takes place, and that's in the book of Daniel. And just to let you know, in a couple of weeks, we're going to jump into the book of Daniel, at least hit chapters 1 through 8. Uh, and and the, the setting of that is, is Babylon, a wicked, wicked place. Now, know this. Peter's not talking about the city of Babylon. That was a wicked place that now it just doesn't even seem to exist when this was written from 650 years before. Okay, so it had its heyday. So he's not saying, hey, I found a crew and they're from this place. He's not saying that at all. But remember, where is Peter when, he, when he's writing First Peter, do we believe? Do y'all re, re, remember? Yeah, Rome. He's in Rome. Okay. And uh, was Nero a good emperor dude or bad one? We, bad. He was, dude, he was very bad. And so as Paul is writing this, around the same time, Christians in Rome are being 
wiped out. They are being burned at the stake. They're being fed to the lions just because of their faith in Jesus Christ. They're being blamed on things they did not do. They're being hung in cages in the garden and lit up. They're, they're wrapped in wax and they're lit on fire to be a human torch so that the king, the emperor, could enjoy the garden at night with his friends at parties. Burned alive for the pleasure of everybody else. So... Babylon here, he's not talking about the city, he's talking about Rome. It's just a code word. Because he's not, he doesn't want to, his, his friends, this church in Rome is being battered severely. And there's no telling whose hands this letter can come in touch with. So he's writing it in a way to let them know, I'm talking about Rome, but Rome doesn't know. Because he doesn't want to heap more coals on top of these people, this church that he loves. And he's saying, hey, th- th- this church in Rome who is suffering and, this, and when he wrote it, we think they were just beginning to suffer. This, this, the suffering got much more intense. Um, he's trying to protect them as well. But he's saying, hey, the, this church with Rome, they're with you. They're with you. You're suffering. But they, they've heard stories about what is going on in Rome. They know that church is being decimated in there. Uh, does that spur, spur you on? Would that spur you on if you are living for something and you hear of a place that is living for it and being persecuted in worse ways, but they're still standing firm in their faith. Does that, does that make you want to stand firm? And that, that makes me want to stand firm for them. That gives me more faith. That gives me more strength. I don't want them to suffer. But knowing that they do and they still stand, how can I not? How can we not? And so if we take this... In reality, the, the Christian church around the world is suffering in mighty ways. Man, how much are we called to stand? Because I've heard of, of and seen things written from those in persecuted church, churches and nations where they've been imprisoned for 15 years or they've lost their lives or their, their husbands' lives. And they're saying this, hey, God is so good and we're praying for the church in America. That's crazy, powerful stuff to me. Um, so yeah, he's saying, hey, this church is with you. So let's go to the, the, the last verse. And this is what he says. He says, as he ends this, this, this first, first letter, he says, greet one another with a kiss of love. Peace to all of you who are in Christ. I know what some of you are thinking right now. Pastor Dan, do not, you don't have to talk to me about this. I understand what the kiss of love is. <laughs> and I want to say to you, I remind you, your mom don't, d- d- doesn't count. All right? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And in fact, the truth is here, your mom d- does count. Hmm. So it's not romantic at all. It's not, this kiss, it's not the kiss of love. Whatever. It's, it's, it's a kiss of, of love, unconditional. I love you. Because God loves you, God created you, and and it's it's a it's that brotherly bond, sisterly bond that the church is supposed to have when we see a fellow believer. There's joy, man. It's so good to see you. So we see the the first thing was the um, the lesser hero, the secret message, and then right here we 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 the last thing he says is give a warm welcome. Just give a warm welcome. Different cultures greet people in in different ways. Do you know that? 
America, how do we do it most of the time? Handshake. Handshake. Hey, how you doing, partner? What else? It might... Uh, that was, it was like a walrus sound. I don't know what that was. Did a, Oh, a side hug because we're in church. Side hug, right? Right? That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So we do the shake and a hug a lot of times will be the way that we, we greet, right? Do you know how they, if, if it's not just like you met for the first time, but if you acquaintance, you're an acquaintance or more, how do you greet someone when you're in France? French kiss? Is that what somebody just said? Whoa, holy cow. Got to edit that out. Um, they do greet with a kiss on the left cheek and the right cheek. It's not romantic. It's, it's a way that they greet. Left. So do you know how they greet each other in Belgium? Waffles. Man, I'm making waffles. Hey, hey. I want to show you a picture of some, somebody, and I want you to know if you stand up, stand up, don't say in a word if you know who it is. Stand up if you know who it is. All right, I figured there was going to be a few of you, not a whole lot. Can someone name a youth? Pastor Craig right there. All right, Elder Craig. Elder Craig, okay. So um, I show you the picture because... He took my phone when I went up to get our food at the loop, and he made this my home screen. So I'm, I'm going to throw it online tonight for the world to see uh, who Elder Craig is. Some of you don't know. We don't call him Elder Craig. He's an elder here at our church. But you can call him, oh, Elder Craig, so good to see you. So if you ever see him at church, everybody has to do that. And just go, oh, Elder Craig. Just do that because he will love it. Deal? Deal? Yeah? Okay, good, good, because I want to freak him out. Um, so... I'm, I'm at lunch with, with Craig two days ago, and so he tells me a story that he, he was in, in France. He was in Europe, and so we were in France, and then they went to Bel- Belgium, and they were staying in these uh, bread and breakfast type pl- places. And he said in France he had learned, you know, the kiss is the left cheek and right cheek, but we're Americans, so we're trying to do it like smooth and cool, like we know what we're doing, but we're, it's awkward. He said it was awkward, but he was able to, to look pretty smooth at it until he went to Belgium. Belgium, which is a, a kiss, kiss, kiss. So it's the three kisses, not really on the cheek. It's really right by the ear. It's like, um, I don't know why, but that's what they do. So, so they went to this one place and his wife did the greeting with the person that got the door and the lady turns to him and Craig is like, hey, <laughs> he said he just didn't even think his hand shot out. And the lady was like, oh, and then it was like a uh, 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 he said it was it was the, it was the biggest crash he'd ever had. Is awesome. So hey, I heard you know how to welcome belt 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 Belgiumese pe- people, and that's the right term. Um, so I I love that thing about Craig uh, uh, about Craig. Now, um, about eight years ago, almost nine, I went to Ethiopia with Pastor Mike. We went on a mission trip there to scout out for a church. So it was just me and him. I love to go on trips with Pastor Mike because he's funny. Uh, but uh, uh, but um, in Ethiopia, they don't greet with the kisses or anything like that. But but like girls will do something. Like girls sometimes walk around here and their friends they hold hands. Like right or no? Sometimes not a whole lot. But but okay. Well, there men, if you're just slightly acquaintances, you'll hold hands and walk down the street. Doesn't mean. 
you, 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 you're, you're this way or that way. It just, it just is what you do to your friends. You hold their hands. I, had, I did have some, some, some pictures of me and Mike holding hands, but I forgot to put them in. I'll show you all that for next week. But, um, but we were doing this thing on the street. We're, we're talking to this guy, and a guy walks up, and he grabs Pastor Mike's hand. And, he, and so I've got a camp camera. I don't even have a phone, like a, uh, like a camera phone. I've got like a camp camera, like a cyber shot. And so I, I've got it down here and I start to re- record him just because I'm thinking, this is so awkward because he got, and Mike's like this. <laughs> so, so this is a, like a shaky recording, but sort of watch. You get to say, okay, look, see his hand? See his hand down there? Look at Mike's face. And they're just holding hands. <laughs> so, and, and it's about to end right now, but it went on for like 12 minutes. Dude, it was awesome. Uh, and so I'm sorry the footage was shaky, but I had the camera down here. I'm just trying to get something. I'm like, I'm going to use this against you one day. So, um, no, it was, it was really funny because he was like, Ur! and uh, I was so glad that that man held his hand and not mine. No offense to the man. Uh, but that's, that's sort of what they do. It means that you're my friend. And so here in the text, when he says, greet one another with the kiss of love, he's saying, hey, just be warm in your affection to your brothers and sisters in Christ. When you see them, let, let, let them know that you're glad to see them. Um, I've had these things through the years, and it's sort of varied, and, and uh, it's not been planned, but where just because I've worked with youth, sometimes youth come up to me, and we end up getting a secret hand, handshake type of deal, like, a, like our own little handshake deal. And uh, there's actually, uh, so I've had some through the years, not a whole lot, but they just sort of, I don't know where they come from. I'm with you. Uh, so I don't know where they, they come from, but... Um, there's a guy who, who has been in our, our youth group. That's not part of our group now, but I see it at the school quite a bit. And every time I see this guy, we have a handshake that occurred three years ago that we always come right back to. And it's just this warm, man, good. To, and and we, we both do it no matter if I, and I'm always like, hey, I haven't seen you at the edge in 14 months, you know. So I'm giving him a hard time. But there's still, there's a warmth there in that relationship. And he's saying, hey. Those, that, that, that warmth, that bond is important. I mean, don't miss out. Uh, you're going, man, i got to get secret handshakes with everybody now. Dear Lord, how am I going to do this? It's not that. But just be warm and, and be welcoming when you see him. And he ends it with this. He says, peace to all of you who are in Christ. And the last thing he wishes on them to a group that is suffering, that is probably going to suffer more, is this. Peace to all, all, all of you. May God's peace fall on you. May God's, meaning God's strength, may God's power fall on you in this time. And this is where the, the letter ends. What a, and you know, when I read that, I was like, man, what's the point of these last three verses? Where are we going to take these? There's a, 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 a hero, hero in the story that we relate to a lot more than a lot of guys that we read about in the, the Bible. I can serve. I can help. I can, I, I can fit this need or that need. And if you can, and you're a believer in Jesus Christ, do it. Help, serve. For the rest of your life, 
find ways to give, to love, to help, to serve. And, uh, and welcome each other warmly. May we be, my prayer for our youth group uh, and for our church is that we will welcome each other warmly. I think there, there's, there's really strong pockets of this, uh, but we can always get better at it. So let's not stop doing that. Let's, let's, let's make sure when someone is new here, we're looking out for them. We're inviting them in. We're looking out for them. We're taking care of them. And even when we rub, rub sort of raw against our, our friends because we are in life together and we don't always get along great, remember, we're called to, to, to welcome each other warmly. All right? Cool? Let's pray. Make sure if you're part of the AB team, you see Caden before you leave this room. Dear God, I thank you so much for your word. God, this text, this first to go through the book of First Peter, I thank you for the life of Silas, who um, it just moved me as I just worked through the text and studied the text this week on just being a servant. And Lord, may we not be uh, concerned about uh, what the crowd thinks or what people know what we did or did not do, but may we be concerned to serve you and to honor you. And God, may we welcome each other warmly, always. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.